Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Today, we're discussing the concept of self-worth and improving your self-worth and sense of self-worth whilst also balancing your sense of self-worth with how the world realistically views you. So it's going to be a fun episode. I thank you for being here. It's going to be great. It's going to be fun. Let's see where things go. Self-worth. Self-worth. Interesting word, interesting topic. What is self-worth? Well, self-worth is synonymous with the term self-esteem. And according to Google, self-esteem is confidence in one's own worth or abilities, i.e. self-respect, self-regard, pride, dignity, self-confidence, self-assurance. And the opposites of that is a lack of self-confidence. So we have what self-worth is. Self-worth is integral to any functioning human being, you know, any functioning human being to live and reach self-actualization, to reach success, to overcome failure, more importantly, and to find a sense of meaning and to overcome struggles as well as growing as an individual. I read something interesting a while ago. I forgot the article, as I always tend to, if that's kind of become a recurring theme of this show. Um, but I forgot the article, but the article was talking about how generally there are self-limiting beliefs and usually people with negative mindsets and poor self-worth have the worst limitations on themselves because of their beliefs. So the thing that you need to understand is get rid of your self-limiting beliefs and life will be yours. Anything you want can happen. You'll overcome all your fears. You'll overcome all your failures. Anything you want, you can have. Almost realistically. Of course, I got to put the disclaimer, realistically. But in that sense, right, in that sense, um, how do you achieve self-worth? Well, I always talk about myself, you know, as a point of reference. I found that for years, I struggled to move forward in life. And it's because I had very poor self-worth. I had very poor self-esteem. I had a very poor idea of who I was as a person. So the first part of self-worth is understanding who you are as a person, you know, and it's not a gimmick. It's not one or two lines about what you think you are. You're who you are as a complicated, nuanced human being. And so I started writing down everything I thought I was at one point to start off. Adjectives. Um, I started writing down titles. I am for example, the adjectives I'd write down, I am creative, I am funny, I am smart, I am X, Y, Z. For the uh, titles, I'd write, I'm an artist, a student, you know. And I would start there. But more important, I start to get to more important things. I'm a brother. I'm a man with humanitarian tendencies. I'm a man who cares about people. I'm a man who seeks spiritual enlightenment. Those are the things that are more important to me, you know. I'm someone who loves hard and hurts easily, you know. I'm someone who gives my heart very easily to people, you know, those kinds of things, you know. And then the next part of it is really internalizing those things, you know. A negative self-image or a poor sense of self-worth is what gets us to, you know, fall apart. It stops us from succeeding. It stops us from overcoming our trials and tribulations. It makes us emotionally and intellectually impotent, limiting beliefs and poor self-worth. So that's the first step, knowing who you are, 
So just take out a piece of paper, write down who you are, what you think you are, and where you're going. The next step in my book would be realizing, I suppose, in a sense, I got to figure out this is, realizing how to talk to yourself. The dialogue you create in your head, you know, because life starts in the mind, the dialogue you start in your head is what dictates how happy or unhappy you'll be. You know, so my main thing is really start to learn how you can be happy through using your internal t- dialogue. For me, I watched a Rock Thomas video and he spoke about growing up with an abusive father and feeling like a failure and a failing marriage and X, Y, Z. But he started to tell himself, you know, I'm this great person. So do the same for yourself. I forget what he said exactly. But do the same for yourself. For me, I say, I am a king, a creator, a friend, a lover, a giver, you know. And I say these words routinely. Again, it kind of connects the idea of knowing who you are. Because then it also helps you figure out your values and what you're dedicated to in life. And this, it helps you move forward with the idea of, I am this person. I care about these things. I want to promote these things in my life. I want to live for these things in my life. I want to put these things as my, as my, as having primacy in my life. You know, love, creativity, you know, regality, power, confidence, you know. And that's the best thing about this whole thing. It's very simple. You can do it very easily on your own. It takes some time. It takes a couple of weeks. I'm working on it myself. But the idea of self-worth, building myself up. You know, um, and also, I think as well, is now promoting your self-worth through other means, you know, externally. Now that you have the internal dialogue, now that you have the kind of emotional, spiritual connection to your self-worth as a human being, you now have to start adjusting it in other ways. Change the way you dress. Me, I always wear drab Dark clothing, that's unhelpful to my self-image. So I started wearing brighter colors, you know, happier colors, better looking fits, cleaner things. It's not, it's a slow process again, but um, yeah, I look better. I feel better. Someone who takes care of their appearance, it means that they care about the way they look. And not in a superficial sense, but they care about the way that they look for themselves. Someone who's dressing in the, the latest fashion and everything, perhaps that person only cares about what other people think, but dressing like, you you know, you give a damn about your appearance and your body shape and your posture means that you care about who you are as a person. So that's another important part. You know, stand up straight. That's another good thing. Stand up straight. You know, look in the mirror every day and just smile at your face. Love your smile. Even, your, even if your teeth are messed up, if your teeth are fucked up, whatever, smile and love your face. You know? Learn to love you. Learn to promote you. You know? Take things very light and happy. Enjoy life. Keep that internal dialogue strong and expanded. You know? Empower yourself with the words you speak in your mind. Empower yourself with the things you believe about yourself. Empower yourself with the way that you look at yourself. Physically and non-physically. You know? That is the most important thing you can do to improve your self-worth. And that's what I found helps me, you know, um, in regards to my self-worth. Now, the reason I speak about self-worth today is because I think that 
my generation has a problem with their self-worth. I am, again, in my early 20s. I am a millennial slash Gen Z uh, person. And I think despite all of the discussion about self-worth and agency and autonomy and identity, I think people actually have a very low sense of self-worth in my generation. They have a very low sense of what it means to be valuable to yourself or kind to yourself or expressive to yourself. And I think there are a lot of limiting beliefs, you know. In the last episode, we spoke about identitarianism. We spoke about kind of people not having an identity outside of some sort of rigid, culturally, you know, aligned belief system that they had acquired from others that they had formed their identity around. And so I spoke about that briefly. If you want to go check that out, check that out. It's a good episode, I think, in my opinion. Um, but I think, of course, people I know is also very important, you know. Um, it's imperative. There we go. I'm using English. <laughs> it's imperative that people have a good sense of self-worth that exists. I think one of the worst things that ever happened to my generation is, as Simon Sinek would call it, he's a tech developer and a motivational speaker type, one of those tech gurus, Silicon Valley genius guys. Simon Sinek spoke about it in a video my aunt sent me. Um, the problem with our generation is that we're always told that we're special. We're, we've been told since day one we're special. We're told now that we're special. Telling someone every day that they're special can be helpful. It's helpful when you tell yourself that you're special. But at the same time, hearing that externally, I think, can be dangerous sometimes from another person because it sets one up for failure. And what I mean by that, when every day of your life you're being told you're special and you're brilliant and you're the center of the universe, that does a number of things, I think, personally. Personally, I think it sets you up for failure as I said previously, because you feel like you're special, but you maybe feel like you never really meet those expectations. You always feel like you're floundering, like you're failing, like you're not really succeeding in the way you're supposed to. And that's that creates problems, you know. It creates a distortion of self-worth that you think you have to be, you have to be super unique, super wealthy, super powerful, super attractive, or super whatever to be good. And we're all special in our own ways, and I think that... Ironically, that makes us very similar, you know, but um, in a lot of ways, I think it damages someone's self-esteem to tell them they, they, should, they should be special or they sh- are special or whatever, because it makes them feel as though they're inadequate in other areas when they start to sit down and think, well, so everyone is saying I'm special, but I don't feel very special, you know, I'm not doing anything supremely special, I'm not, you know, and that creates a sort of tension, an internal tension. The next thing, I think creates another distortion of self-worth. For some people in my generation, I think they think they're more valuable than they actually are. And that's dangerous too, you know. We become entitled. I've fallen trapped to this too. We become entitled. We think we're too good for certain jobs. We think we're too good for certain people. We think we are beyond others. We think we are beyond our society. We think we're so great and amazing only to meet um, people who are senior to us, who are truly ahead of us, and to see people who are truly, you know, hyper-unique, for lack of a better phrase, 
and then we become depressed and, you know, dejected and unsure of our place in the world. I think as a parent, I'm not a parent, but I think for parents listening, if you are listening, it's important that you instill a good sense of self-worth in your child by telling them that they are unique, they are special. But always tell them realistically, they'll always be someone better than you. They'll always be someone smarter than you, taller than you, more beautiful than you, bigger than you, whatever it is. There'll always be someone out there who outdoes you, unless you are literally the cream of the crop. And you have to remind your kid about that constantly, that to be part of the top 1%, the top 0.01%, it's unlikely. And it requires a level of either hard work or just supernatural talent or freakish capability that most of us do not have. That, yes, you are special, but you're special in a certain way, you know. Not to say you're not special at all, but you're special, but you're not the best at everything. And you probably won't be the best at everything, you know. You can be great at things. Most people are great at some things, at least. But I think this idea of telling kids you're special, and that's where the conversation ends, is dangerous. I think that's led to a lot of problems with our generation. Um, I thought about this in regards to a conversation, an interesting conversation I had with a friend of mine, that everyone is now about identity politics, and everyone's now about, oh, look at me, my story is the most interesting, my victimology is the most interesting, my... My way I view the world is the most interesting, even if it's a very generic view of the world. People have now started to view themselves as being more special than they are. And I had this conversation with a friend of mine who says he sees it, you know, in the college world, a lot of people are now identifying themselves as some sort of radical revolutionary or something. Like I met one kid, this one African-American young man who said, oh, I'm this revolutionary fighting the struggle. And I kind of wanted to ask him, what makes you a revolutionary different or akin to a Medgar Evers, let's say, or a Malcolm X. And I didn't have this conversation because I didn't want to get too bogged down into it, but I thought that was almost a very haughty way of looking at things. Like, the revolutionaries of the past never had to say they were revolutionaries. They just were revolutionaries. They knew their self-worth and they used it to help other people. I think some people in my generation are more interested in titles and prestige and acclaim, you know, versus actually being a person of substance. That's a very damning thing to say, I think. On one hand, I think that's very unfair. Again, but I say I fall into these traps myself. And I feel like I've had these moments myself where I thought to myself I was more important to the world than I really was. Or I was more, you know, interesting than I was. Or I was more, you know, relevant to the world and the scheme of the world than I was. Uh, I think one of the most dangerous things you can ever think as a human being is that you're the center of the world. You're the center of your world. But everyone else has their own centers of their other worlds, you know? And I think the most dangerous thing you can ever do to a child is to tell them that they're special without having the nuanced conversation of you're special, dot, 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 dot. There's other stuff going on. You know, there's other things going on in your life. And there'll be other challenges you face. And, you know, your story as a human being will be unique, but sometimes... You being special does not mean you'll be the best, the brightest, the biggest, the most intelligent, or the most eye-catching. And so that's the way I look at it. Um, but yeah, you are special. And I think self-worth is increasingly, increasingly important. You know, parents, uh, siblings, whatever, raise your older siblings, um, teachers, whatever you are listening to this. Raise your youth 
to understand that they're special in the most nuanced and intelligent way possible, that they are special, that they're brilliant, that they're great and thoughtful and wonderful people. You know, don't break children. Frederick Douglass said it is easier to, um, well, I forget the quote verbatim, of course, in common quez shtick. Um, but to go back to the quote, it's basically easier to raise children healthily the first time around than is trying to repair broken adults. So instead of trying to repair adults who have bad self-esteem, you know, and who have a poor sense of self-worth and who have a poor sense of community and have a poor sense of direction, internal direction, and have a bad inner dialogue, it's better just to raise a child who will have those things because they were given those things and encouraged to, have, to pursue those things by a good mentor, a good parent, a good teacher, a good older sibling. You know, that's more important. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Well, this was very impromptu. Uh, my name is Quez, and this is Zuvenine Podcast. If you didn't know that, the, this is what it is. Welcome. Uh, this is a bit of a muffled episode. It's a little bit on the fly. Um, I'm kind of concerned about my podcast, if I can be honest with you. After a strong conversation about self-worth, um, I'm concerned also about the direction of the podcast, where we're going. I just feel like I'm, I love doing this, but I just feel like I'm not doing it well or at least the best of my capabilities. So that's something that I'm concerned about. Please, if you're listening, uh, listeners, sending questions, remarks, um, uh, suggestions, I'm open to anything. I would love to hear what anyone, everyone else has to say. Um, we can't grow without criticism. We can't grow without other ideas from other people. We don't grow in vacuums. So that would be a great thing to hear from someone else. And to listen to someone else's ideas as well. As well as I just would love to connect with my viewers and interact with y'all for the first time ever. So yeah. Uh, this, thank you for listening. This is a blessing and a great opportunity to do this. And uh, yeah. I'll see you around. This is Quest with the Zuvenine Podcast. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Let's get it. <laughs>